Do you want to go get a refill? No, I'm not standing up for the next hour. (laughs) I'm going to mess up my cords. Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast found to grow your TBR. I'm Tina from TBR Etc. And I'm Renee from It's Book Talk. This is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. Today, we are talking about our July Books on the Radar. We'll share something that we've been loving lately, review our latest read, and have book talk about our July Books on the Radar. Books that are coming out in the month of July that we're the most excited about. We'll wrap things up with our shelf edition, a book that we've added to our own TBR lists. We're a new podcast, so if you like what you hear, we'd love for you to follow us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, Tina. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. I have, oh gosh, I have my dorky glasses on. (laughs) It's fine. They can't see you. I know it. You can. I just can't see without can't see words without them. You gotta do words are important. That's kind of our thing. I, right? I really need I really need to see the words. I'm doing good. I had a ton of coffee and I feel better now. Okay, good. I, I've like, come down from come being down hot. From the, the caffeine high. Okay, good. Well, today it's a big day. It's the first podcast that we're recording since we have gone live and it's out to the people. And yes. we just wanted to say a big thank you for all of the support. It's been amazing. And more than I could have hoped for. Yes. The listeners have been wonderful. The shares, the support, the DMs. It was a little overwhelming and it was so nice. Mm -hmm. And it's just so wonderful to have people excited to hear what we have to say about books. I know. And it feels kind of like a natural progression, I think, from our blogs and from Instagram. But it's such a different medium because we've been recording this now, I think since March and, you know, kind of behind the scenes and just talking to each other and it was our own secret. And now that it's out, I'm almost kind of like thinking, I feel like I'm going to be second guessing what I'm saying today. Cause now I know that the people are, you know, right. It's, it's real. I should say it's more real now. Right. And it's a very different way of talking about books when you're talking about books versus writing about books. Mm-hmm. And so we are still getting our feet wet, but you guys have given us some great feedback and just know we are definitely here for feedback. We want this to be entertaining yes. for you and something that helps you get the most out of your reading lives. So email, DM us. We are here for all of it. For sure. Are we ready to get started Yes. So our episode today? Let's do it. Okay. Before we get into book talk, tell me what are you loving lately? Okay. Well, I had a few things that I was wanting to share and I narrowed it down to something that I really love for summer. And that is blotting papers. <laughs> Have you heard of, do you use them? I, I decided, I'm going to tell I you, I decided, I, I decided it. to go with skincare today. I debated and debated. Mm-hmm. We are not mm-hmm. a skincare podcast. No, but, but we both, it's a, a, a passion of both of ours. So I am, tell is. me about these. I just didn't think that's how you're going to finish that <laughs> sentence, but I love it. <laughs> Please tell me. You never know what I'm going to come, up, come right. out with, right? I love it. Okay. And I want, I, I don't know if anybody has not heard of these, I feel like you will love them. Okay. I use Bashia. I do mm-hmm. not know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. B-O-S-C-I-A, Bashia. I went, they are blotting papers that you can carry with you in your purse 
or your pocket because they're super flat and you just use them to remove oil and sweat and whatever mm-hmm. from your face. And then they don't mess up your makeup. I love that. And that's have you heard I, of these or do I, you have them? I have, I have, I don't have the, these, the specific brand. So you like this specific brand, right? It's I a do care brand, Bosha or Basia. Right. It is. But I went to Sephora because I wanted Ooh. to make sure that I could link to these and now they're not carrying that. Oh, no. Well, they're not listed on Sephora and I didn't check to see where else they are because I have stocked up on, I, you know, I buy like, I don't know, four packs and I have a ton, but now I'm wondering where I'm going to get this brand. But I did see that Sephora has Tatcha and they're really good. Mm -hmm. They're just $12. I don't know how many you get in a pack, but these were, I think $8, which is a decent price. They last. If you don't want to, I don't take out powder. And like keep adding powder and I don't no, know, just a little, a better way. just a little tip and trick for the summertime. And that was Bashia blotting papers. Can I tell you what I use? I can't believe I'm going to paper towel. This. Uh, <laughs> I will, uh, especially like at work where it's like that not good toilet paper where it's like two uh, ply. Yeah. I will peel off a little one ply of the toilet paper and just kind of use that as a blotting paper. Well, I'm sure that works. It works, but we will link to the actual blotting papers, not the toilet paper trick, but if you're in a pinch, <laughs> if you're in a pinch, there you go. Be- <laughs> that, that will work. Okay. What about you? What are you loving lately? So per always, mine is going to be book related this time. And I have been listening to a lot of audiobooks. And it occurred to me that I have not shared about one of my favorite ways to listen. Have you ever used Scribd? No. And I want to hear about it. Okay. No, I haven't. Okay. So what Scribd is, it is an ebook and audiobook subscription service, and they have over a million titles. And it's basically, I've seen a tagline called, it's like Netflix for audiobooks. Basically it's $10 a month and it's unlimited listening. I say unlimited with an asterisk because I've been using them now for maybe a year or so. And I have found if you end up listening to too many brand new releases, they might hold a few over and prevent you from listening to those until the following month. So for me, I'm always looking at the new releases. So I've had it a time or two where I'm like, oh good, they have XYZ title and I can't get it until next month because I've listened to too many brand new books, which is fine. But there's honestly so much on here that I don't ever really have an issue of wishing that I could get a title that's not available. Mm -hmm. I would like to see them offer a wider range of lists. So they have some lists on there like brand new releases or editors picks, but I think they could do more with that Mm -hmm. because I kind of go in and look manually and think, okay, what came out last week? For example, they had the other black girl on there and I'm so excited about that. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. And it just came out on Tuesday as of this recording. And so I really think for $10, you can't beat it. That's awesome. I still use my library. I still use LibreFM. I tend to switch from a print book to an audiobook back and forth. And this Mm -hmm. has been a really good way to allow me to do that for relatively inexpensive. So I wanted to talk about it. And that is the Scribed app. Okay. I am, I'm going to get that. I do have Libro and I do have Audible because I got a tremendous deal last summer, Mm -hmm. but that's going to be expiring this summer. So I'm going to give that a try. Can you get the audio and the ebook? Depends. You can, but it depends. Sometimes they have both available, which is my favorite. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have the ebook and the audio book. Sometimes it's one or the other. 
but it's kind of fun to like, you just never really know like what you're going to get from there. You can also save your list. So I have like a very long TBR saved list in there of titles that I want to get to eventually. Okay. It's through an app. Yep. It's um, S-C-R-I-B-D. And we'll obviously link this in our okay. show notes. Okay. Definitely. Thanks for that. That yeah. is a good one. Do you want to tell us about your latest read first? Sure. I'll go first. And this is one, I had a different one planned for today, but this book I finished this morning, literally cracked my eye open at <laughs> five, whatever, because <laughs> I wanted to see how it ended. So this book is called Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Nide. And it is a YA thriller slash dark demian novel. And she is a debut author. It's set at the fictional Nieves Academy in an elite high school with a 99% white student body. Our two protagonists are Devon and Chiamaka, and they are Black students. This book has been marketed as Gossip Girl Meets Get Out. And I'm always skeptical when I hear like a really good tag for a book. I'm like, okay, is it really going to be like those two things? I can confirm that, yes, it is absolutely an Mm -hmm. apt description for this book. This might sound familiar to listeners because it was on my summer bonanza. And I'm just very delighted to say that I very much enjoyed this book. It kicks off. It's the first day of their senior year. Chiamaka has been working her entire high school career to become the head prefect. And Devon has also been named, you know, part of this elite group. They're basically the top students in the school. So everything is going according to plan. Devon is a music student. Chiamaka wants to be a physician until one day an anonymous texter known as Aces basically starts calling them out on their secrets. And it turns out the only two students they're calling out are the only two Black students at the academy. Things obviously unravel from there. What kept me going through this, it was very, it was a great setup. It was very tense, but I also really liked the two main characters because they were unexpected. Dev, Devon, Dev, Vante, he's got a couple nicknames. He is a young boy or young man that lives in a not so nice neighborhood. And he goes to this elite academy. He talks a little bit about having to code switch. He's a very tender character. Uh, He cries a couple times throughout the book. And I just really liked seeing this character on the page. He, He was unlike anyone that I could remember having read recently. Also, there is a queer element to the book. So I appreciated that as well. And I don't want to say too much about it because there was a nice reveal. Obviously, the two kind of start to figure out like what's going on, who is Aces, what's happening. I will say this is YA. So for me, I like my YA to be a little bit darker, a little bit, I guess, less young and more adult. And I can say that the things that the students face were not cringy or not too young feeling for me. Um, The book looks at racism and it looks at really kind of how deep and embedded white supremacy is. I thought this book for a debut, it was so well done. I wanted to get all of the attention in the world and I think it deserves it. So congrats to the author. This is out now and it's called Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Mide. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was, I was wondering about that one. I hate to tell you, I still haven't watched Get Out. So I know. I'm sorry. I was, you failed your assignment. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I failed my homework. I am. I'm going to try. I, I need to catch up on movies, but that does sound really good. Well, tell me about your latest read. Okay. My latest read, I'm going backlist today with okay. Tell Me Lies by Carola Lovering. And I picked this up because I loved Too Good to Be True. And this was such a good example of a book that was wrong kind of for me last year when it came out. 
or no, wait, 2018, it came out. I think I picked it up and then I was like, eh. Now I picked it up with the encouragement. Um, I did a buddy read with Katie from Basic Bees Guide on Instagram. And that's always kind of fun to have someone else say, oh, let's read this together because we... We were talking about this author. So anyway, I actually don't know what genre this would be. Maybe just contemporary fiction. I know you've read it. Do you think? I have read it. I think contemporary fiction works. Okay. The premise is a thrilling coming of age story that explores toxic love, ruthless ambition, and shocking betrayal. You have two people. One, Lucy, and she's 18. And then she meets this boy who is 20 in college, first, her first year of college. So this is really the story of them. To tell you that he is one of the most manipulating characters I have ever read. I would say read the author's note. She reads something at the beginning of the book. I think it was the author's note or the publisher's note about the fact that the author wrote this for every woman out there or girl that has had this type of mm-hmm. man in their life. Mm-hmm. And wow, I found it to be really propulsive. It's really their story. What does he do? He has some secrets. She also, as the story goes, has secrets. And then everything is intertwined and it's very dramatic. It's a very up and down but it is not YA by any means. No, 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 not at all. Even though their ages may lead you to think that it's not. There's also a lot of family drama. There's a lot going on with her family. And I had some questions about that, that kind of bugged me. And I'm not sure that I kind of got answers to some of those, but I was, I was really into that aspect of the story. I will say for sensitive readers, there is quite a lot of drugs, drinking, and disordered eating. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty, I don't know, graphic as far as a little, it made me a little uncomfortable at times and just kind of a heads up on that. But I really enjoyed it. Here's what you will like, Tina. I switched from the print to the audio and then it became completely bingeable. I don't know what, once I switched to audio. I didn't have this and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to use a credit, (laughs) but I'm so glad I did because then I flew through it and I just found that that was the better way to go. And that is Tell Me Lies by Corolla Lovering. I'm so glad you brought this one. I did read it in 2018 when it came out and I loved it. It felt like the author went to college with me and reached (laughs) inside my brain and, Uh you know, took a story. It just felt so realistic. And like, what, three years later, I can remember those characters and how, Mm -hmm. how they affected me. I just thought it was so realistic. So that was a really, really good pick. I'm glad you brought that. It was. And she did a really good job of, I thought, characterization, because even though he was despicable, I couldn't stop reading about what he was going to do next. And ugh, it, it was, yeah, it was, she did a really good job mm-hmm. layering the characters. And you did really want to reach through the <laughs> phone or whatever and shake Lucy and just yeah. say like, what are you doing? 
But I mean, we were all there, right? I mean, most of us were there. Yes. And I think she just really did a great job with that. And I would say if I had a daughter, especially of this age or in height, I would give her this book and say, this is who you do not want to end up with. I agree. Do not allow. And yeah, that would, I mean, I have boys and I know I I would be shocked if they ever acted like that, but I would hope not. <laughs> I think it's a, a great book for young ladies to have. Perfect. And All this right. is Carola Lovering now is two for two. For oh, two for Renee two. and Tina. Why yes. am I just talking in third person? She's two, <laughs> she's two for two for both of us. She goes on both of our uh, recommended reading She's lists, auto so. buy. Auto yes. buy. Auto, auto buy read. Status. I can't wait to see what she comes out with next. Same, same, same. So let's get into book talk. Like we said at the top of the episode, Book Talk Today is one of the first episodes in what will be one of our rotating series. It is called Books on the Radar. As you may know, Renee and I do a ton of research about books that are coming out, and each month we decided it would be fun to share the books that we are the most excited for. Now, these might be the ones that we're personally the most interested in reading, or they might be books that are noteworthy or something that we think our listeners might want to know about. Our goal is to not repeat a ton of books on the podcast. So if we shared a title on our Bonanza episodes, we won't spend a lot of time on it for our books on the radar episodes, but we will mention them just very quickly. So the books that are coming out in July that were on my summer Bonanza list were Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. That's out on July 6th. And also The Therapist by B.A. Paris on July 13th. And for me, the titles that were on my summer bonanza are Just One Look by Lindsay Cameron, Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light by Helen Ellis. And I also want to mention a recent shelf edition that I believe I just mentioned, which was The View Was Exhausting by Michaela Clements and Anjuli Dada. Awesome. So do you want to share your first July book on the radar? Okay, yes. Very excited. All right. This one is unusual. I want to tell you first, after I picked all these, and then I went back and looked, obviously I decided to go with a theme of secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Secrets and or thrills slash survival. Okay. So you have a theme to your I I did. I didn't realize it until I put all these together. And then I was like, okay, I see what I'm doing here. So just to let you know, the first one is called People Like Them by Samira Sadira comes out July 6th. The reason I picked this is the tagline got me. It is psychological suspense novel inspired by a true story about a couple in an insular French village whose lives are upended when a family of outsiders moves in. The part of that that got me was psychological suspense inspired by a true story. Oh, that always gets me if it's, if it is in any way a mystery or thriller and it's inspired by a true story. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason this one is different is the cover is snow and winter, which I really would not have picked up for the summer. They didn't plan it well. No, but it's going on my summer list. So maybe it's good for when it's super hot out, then it can kind of transport you to true. That's true. That is definitely true. So here is a short synopsis. Anna and Constant live with their two daughters. They are in a little village in France, small town. And then another family of five moves in. 
The wealthy and flashy family of five are outsiders. They come in, they have an impressive estate, they have three expensive cars, and the rest of the neighbors are living a little bit more modestly. So despite their differences, they become friends. The friendship is a little ambiguous. Both families start to experience financial troubles, which I thought was a really interesting not a twist, but a little, I don't know, an element. Like what's, yeah, like an angle. There's also underlying class and racial tensions. Something happens, the relationship comes to a breaking point and the unthinkable happens. Another thing I really liked about this book, the author brings up questions of how could a seemingly normal person commit an atrocious, atrocious crime? And how could that person's loved ones ever come to terms with it afterwards? And I want to know that. That That is, those are good questions to ask. I know, I know, I know. That is People Like Them by Samira Sadira. Excellent. So, how about you? What is your first one? First for me is Lights Out in Lincolnwood by Jeff Radke. So, you know, I love an apocalypse. This sounds like a really unique blend of family drama and dystopian apocalyptic. Okay. Oh, wow. It is about a suburban American family who has to figure out how to survive in the wake of global calamity. Something happens and it upends all of modern life. So it's a regular Tuesday morning and the family members are all on their way to their normal day today. The dad is traveling to the city. They're going to school. The mom is pouring her first drink of the day. (laughs) Wait, is it, is it 9am or 5pm? It's early. It's early. Okay. (laughs) And uh, suddenly the world comes to a stop. All of the modern technology from the lights in their phones to laptops and cars quit working. Over four transformative chaotic days, this privileged family has to hold it together as they face water shortages, militaristic neighbors, and the quote, this makes me laugh. The well-mannered looting of their local Whole Foods. Oh, no. <laughs> so this sounds so, so good to me. It kind of sounds like an odd blend of light and dark. I don't know. Yeah, I'm very interested to see. And that was Lights Out in Lincolnwood by Jeff Rodkey. And that comes out on July 6th. That sounds so good. Oh, my God. I haven't even heard of that one. It's rich people problems. We got you have that's everything you love. I know. Throw in some secrets and like I am set. Oh (laughs) my gosh! Do you have a copy of that? No, I just discovered it recently, so I have to. I'll have to request it and see that. Okay, well, thanks. I'm adding that to my TBR right now. Don't take it from me now. See, this is the problem. We sell each other books, and like. All we do is throw each other's TBR list. It's and then we're, ridiculous. and then we will have to fight over who gets to bring it as a latest read. Exactly. I know. <laughs> oh, well, it's but a good anyway. problem to have. Exactly. Okay. I have Tell me about yours. My next one is called The 22 Murders of Madison May. And I love the alliteration. It <laughs> is a good title. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, except for the you know, murder. Well, but, you know, that's going to get me every time. Um, this is by Max Berry and it comes out July 6th. This has like your previous one had your buzzwords. This has some buzzwords, many buzzwords for me. This is a mind bending, speculative, psychological suspense about a serial killer pursuing his victim across time and space. 
And the woman, yes. And the woman who is determined to stop him, even if it upends her own reality. Oh my gosh. Psychological suspense, serial killer across time. I love time travel. Give me a serial killer. Put in the psychological part. I mean, (laughs) truly, this book is made for you. I was going to say, what do you mean across time? Like there's like, well, I'll tell you. So alternate realities is what it sounds like. Who knows if I'll understand it, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) I will go with it. But you want to try. I'm going to really try. I mean, I didn't understand dark matter, but I loved it. Remember (gasps) that? That was so good. Okay. Okay. So this one, you have a young real estate agent, Madison May, when a client comes to her open house, he says to her, I love you in every world. And then he murders her. And say what? (laughs) He is a stranger to her. Bring in a journalist, Felicity Staples. And she is a journalist assigned to Madison May's murder. When she gets there, the crime is being investigated. And then she somehow spots the killer on the subway which I'm not even sure how that's possible, but I want to know. And then he vanishes. So Felicity suddenly senses that her entire universe has shifted. All of a sudden, no one remembers Madison May and no one remembers Felicity telling them about her encounter with the mysterious man. And (laughs) this is strange. Her cat is missing. I don't know how that's relevant. I don't know how that's relevant, but um, okay. Okay. You have to promise me right now. (laughs) Please try this book and you must bring it back as a latest read because what the hell? I know. And (laughs) I'm hoping, oh, I hope I can do that. I hope it's not a DNF. I'm how, I mean, I'm going to hope for the best. I will wait and see. Everyone would like, I'll tell you about it either way. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what happens. Here's basically how it goes. Felicity is determined to return to the reality she knows. But when Madison May in this world, a struggling actress is murdered again, Felicity decides she must find the killer. So I don't know. Well, we'll find out. I'm going to really try my best and hopefully stick with the storyline. It sounds so good. That was the 22 murders of Madison May. I wonder if there's really 22. Well, we'll find out. I'll let you know. All right. Thank you. Okie doke. So the next for me is called The Startup Wife from Tamima Anam. And this one is the story of two newlyweds, Asha and Saris, who build an app that basically replaces religious rituals and they become super famous. It's about the troubles they go through when their app becomes one of the most popular social media platforms in the world. Asha used to be, when the book begins, she is a brilliant coder on the way to getting her PhD. But when she runs into Cirrus, they knew each other from earlier in their lives. She abandons her original plans and joins in with him to run this startup. And so this is an exploration of startup culture, which I love. It's about modern partnership and feminism with a side of humor. So I love, love reading about startup culture. And I also love when characters inadvertently come into massive fame. Mm. So this sounds like it has a lot of potential for me. It kind of reminds me of Hank Green's book, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. In that book, a character discovers something and she makes a YouTube video that goes viral and all of a sudden she's known all over the world. And so it feels like this one's going to be about the price of fame, what you have to give up in order to be in a partnership, and what happens when your dreams evolve as you 
get married and get older. So I'm interested. I, I think the cover of this one is absolutely gorgeous. It's a rainbow color with like a woman's figure on the front. So we'll see about this. It is called The Startup Wife by Tamima Nam. And it comes out on July 13th. Oh, good. That's interesting that you said you're interested in startup. Like that's so niche mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. Isn't it? It's funny how we as readers have these little like, I don't, oh, what, I don't know what else happen? to call it other than like niche interests that yeah. catch our eye in books. And then, you know, Oh, I'm sure we're not alone. I definitely know. Yeah. Obviously there's other people. And I, I, for some reason, like getting to know readers and like, Oh, I know that they like this. I know that they don't do well mm-hmm. with this. So I think that would be a fun episode to talk about our niche interests. Like, cause you're right. I guess I didn't even know, but like having an interest in reading about startup culture is pretty niche. And I also like workplace books, like books that are set in a law firm or books that are set in a marketing firm or whatever. I just think workplace dynamics are a super interesting thing to read. I have to think about what mine are outside of police stations and, you know, like anything (laughs) that has to do with crime. I know New York city. If I, I just, I don't know what it is about New York city. When a book, when a book is set there. Oh, Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Um, we will love to talk about that more. My next one is false witness by Karen slaughter comes out July 20th. I'm so, I'm so excited about this one because she's a trusted author. I've read a lot of her books, but I tend to not read the ones that are in a series and she does write do the same. She writes a lot of those. And I just feel like, uh, I'm going to be lost and I don't, so I don't pick them up. Usually I have here and there. I've liked what I've read, but I also don't like feeling like I don't know the characters. So, right. Yeah. Okay. The Will Trent series. I think she, right. And I think I've read, read two of those plus Mm -hmm. the other series. I've read a couple of those and then So anyway, this one is a standalone, which I'm very excited about. And you have Leah Colton. She is an attorney and recently divorced. Her life is pretty unremarkable. However, she is hiding a devastating past secret. Um, So then she lands a case where she is supposed to defend a wealthy man accused of rape. It is very high profile. Oh, I love the idea of a defense attorney having to potentially defend someone that is high profile and that maybe they potentially they're guilty. And then as their lawyer, you have to still defend them. I don't, I'm making all this up because I'm not sure, but <laughs> you're filling in the blanks yes. as it were. <laughs> it's the, so it's the highest profile case she's ever been given a case that could transform her career if she wins. But when she meets the accused, she realizes that it's no coincidence that he's chosen her as his attorney. She knows him. He knows her. And more to the point, he knows what happened 20 years ago and why she has spent two decades running. If she can't get him acquitted, she'll lose much more than the case. (gasps) Doesn't that sound so good? It does sound really good. Yeah. So I'm with you. Karen Slaughter is uh, and her standalone books are some of my favorites. She, I mean, you know, it, it, it is going to be well plotted. You can trust in her to kind of give you a really good story. And possibly pretty gory too. It might she be. She does not shy right. away from You're right. pretty extreme scenarios, which I, you know, I don't Yeah, mind. I'm hoping it's not 
another pretty girl. <laughs> that was so graphic. So graphic. Oh man. Yeah. So this one was false witness by Karen Slaughter. Awesome. I'm glad you picked that All one. All right. What's next for you? Next for me is For Your Own Good by Samantha Downing. I have read a couple of Samantha Downing's books and she has the best covers. And this one is no exception. This is a thriller and it's set at a prestigious private school, which is always a setting that's always going to get me to consider reading. It's a thriller set at a prestigious private school. And you have teacher of the year, Teddy Crutcher, and he has had his fill of interfering parents and over-eager students. So he goes to unconventional lengths to uphold the status quo. He thinks things should be a certain way, and he is not afraid to do what he has to do to keep things the way they've been. During a party at the school, a parent unexpectedly dies, and it begins to look more and more like it wasn't an accident. It sounds like there are a lot of characters with many viewpoints with rich people who will do anything that they have to do to get perfect grades and to secure the perfect future for their children. The synopsis of this was written so funny. It's written in first person. So I was kind of trying to figure out like, what's this book actually about? So it kind of sounds like it's about an evil teacher who might be a murderer, but we're not sure. Okay. So we will have to wait and see. In my experience, Samantha Downing writes dark characters very well. And I thought this sounded like it would be a lot of fun. So this one is For Your Own Good by Samantha Downing, and it comes out on July 20th. That is, that's on my TBR for sure. And I have not read her. No, No, I did not read my, I didn't read My Lovely Wife. I would have thought that you would have read My Lovely Wife. I want to. I don't, I don't know why I haven't. Is that one good? Did you read it? Okay. All right. right. People loved it. People loved it. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was decent. I listened to it and I don't think that was the right medium for it. Okay. I think I would have liked it more if I had read it. And I DNF'd her second book, but I want to give this one a try. I've heard good okay. things. All right. Well, report back. Let us know. Okay. All right. I am going into a little historical fiction with my next pick. It is called A Woman of Intelligence by Karen Tanabe. And it com- oh, yes. It comes okay. out July 20th. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. I've never read this author. I loved the cover. And once I started reading, it got me with that. It's pretty much a spy story. And I love spy stories. This is about a woman, Katerina. She is living on Fifth Avenue, has parties at the plaza, two healthy sons and the ideal husband. The year is 1954. Post-war American dream has become a nightmare. She is a very educated person. She's the daughter of immigrants. She's Ivy League educated. She speaks four languages. And she kind of devotes her days to work. And the she works at the United Nations as a translator. And then her nights involve cocktails and the promise of a good time. She is the wife of a surgeon and heir to a shipping fortune. However, she feels trapped. Trapped by the wealth, trapped by the domestic life. She becomes very interested when she is approached by the FBI and asked to join their ranks as an informant. So, a man from her past, which is, I'm guessing, why she was the one approached, because I kind of wondered about that just reading it. A man from her past has become a high level Soviet spy. No one has been able to infiltrate his circle, enter. Katerina. They send her in. She 
starts to gather info for the FBI, gets secrets from the KGB. She becomes a courier. It shifts from DC to Manhattan. And then her cover is threatened and secrets potentially come out and her life is in jeopardy. That's all I, I need to know. It sounds good. sounds good. It sounds really and good. It's, it's so funny that you were like, when you were reading the synopsis, you were wondering why they picked her. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was the one for the job. Like I never would have questioned it in a million you years. Would like, not? Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, if it you, would never occur to me. <laughs> if you add in all of everything, they just like give you about her life. It's like, why would the FBI come knocking on her door? I don't I mean, know. She, she's got something because you wouldn't expect it, Renee. That's okay. Why. Okay. <laughs> I like to know the answers. I'm annoying like that. I need to know. Um, this was A Woman of Intelligence by Karen Tanabe. Okay. So next I have the one that I'm the most excited to read in July. Oh. And this is The Book of Accidents by Chuck Wendig. Oh, Wendy. yes. So I shared one of Chuck Wendig's books, Wanderers, in our Universal Recommendations episode. And that was one of my favorite books. It might have been my favorite book the year I read it. So I am so excited to give another book of his a try. This one, The Book of Accidents, is literary horror. And it centers on a young couple who returns to their hometown to face the dark past that haunts them. You have Nate, who grew up in an abusive household and never told a soul what happened there. You have his wife, Maddie, who also grew up in the same small town, and she was a little girl when she saw something that she should not have and processes her trauma by making haunting sculptures. So they have a kid Mm -hmm. now, and they return back to their hometown, despite knowing that there was something sinister that walked in the tunnels of the coal mines. I don't know why they returned. that's That's exactly what I'm wondering. I know. And now it seems like... The thing has come back and it's interfering and affecting their soul. I don't know. I'm curious. I got to learn more things that I love. I love when people return back to their hometown for whatever reason. I'm always curious about that. This is the book of accidents by Chuck Wendig and it comes out on July. I'm super interested in literary horror. I want to, I want to, I want to know how he pulls that off and you'll have to let me know about that one. Yes, I will. And it's a, it's long. It's not as long as his book, The Wanderers, but this one's at least 500 pages. So Ooh. I like to dig into those. Yeah, you do. You like those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my last one is What Strange Paradise by Omar El Akkad. Comes out July 20th. And I really want to read this because he wrote American War, which I have had on my TBR forever. Since I haven't got to that yet, I thought, well, why not try his new one? Because I really like the sound of it. And there's something that potentially might trip me up. And I'll tell you what that is in a second. This is a book about the global refugee crisis. It's from the point of view of a child or a child and a teenager. The setting is an island. They don't really say where, but bodies are washing up. There has been a crash or something has happened to a ship that has sunk after transporting refugees, Syrians, Ethiopians, Egyptians, Lebanese, Palestinians, all of them desperate to escape untenable lives in their homelands. Only one has survived, and that is nine-year-old Amir, a Syrian boy 
who has the good fortune to fall into the hands, not of the officials, but of a teenage girl who is native to the island and who also has her own sense of homelessness among people that she disdains. So she and the boy do not speak the same language, but she is determined to help them. And I like the sound of this because it's it sounds like it's going to alternate between her and him. And that's where I'm wondering how it's going to work for me because I do not typically like books from the child's perspective. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. But I really like the sound of this. It sounds like it's potentially suspenseful because they have to work together to try to survive for whatever reason, whether it's whether to try to get off the island. I'm not really sure, but I'm interested in it. He explores a lot of themes as far as hope and despair and what refugees have to endure and go through. It so sounds so good. It does sound really good. That is mm-hmm. what Strange Paradise by Omar L. Akkad. I saw that one too. I was that one was it's a, a pre, it's a really pretty contender. cover. Yeah, that one was a contender for my list. Last for me, I have Godspeed by Nicholas Butler. This one comes out on July 27th. And I picked it because I remember reading and enjoying his book Shotgun Love Songs years ago. And so I wanted to give this author another try. For the setup for this one is you have three friends that grew up together and they've been close since childhood. They founded their own small town construction company and their goal is to build a legacy for their family. A mysterious millionaire from California approaches the trio and comes to their small town with an overly ambitious project in the mountains above their town. They are convinced that this is the job for them. They think that this is what's going to secure their future and make things possible for them. The deadline, though, is near impossible. And when the project becomes more and more dangerous, the friends have to decide how far they're willing to go in pursuit of their dreams. I like small town settings, and it sounds like these characters are flawed but interesting. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there's even a bit of mystery thrown in, because why is a millionaire there? Oh, yeah. We got to find out, but... (laughs) I am interested. And this is Godspeed by Nicholas Butler. Oh, okay. That's, I have not heard anything about that. Good job. Bring Found in it. the new ones. That's right. Awesome. Okay. Well, those are a lot of potentially good reads. That's July. And there was more. We just oh, couldn't bring <laughs> all of them. We didn't them. want to be talking for yeah two hours here. I know. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So I have definitely had three more that I wanted to add. So if anyone's interested, I, I probably will post feature picks with just a synopsis or something on Instagram um, mm-hmm. of the other ones. Of the honorable of the Yes, of the ones that just didn't make the podcast, but still sound really good. I don't know. That might be fun to still get those out there because I mean, as mood readers, I might jump to one of those. Right, you never know right. what, knows, you never know what we'll actually get to these, but right. you know, we want to, we want to, we have good intentions. That's right. Do you want to share your shelf edition for the week? Sure. So my shelf edition is a memoir, um, which, you know, I love, mm-hmm. and it is called the ugly cry by Danielle. Henderson. I saw that. Yes. So this is a memoir about a girl who was abandoned at 10 years old by her mother. So her mother left her because she wanted to start a new family with her drug addicted and abusive boyfriend. Danielle ends up getting raised by her grandparents. And she says that she grew up, quote, black and weird before weird was cool. (laughs) She grew up in a mostly white neighborhood in upstate New York. 
This is a memoir about identity, family, strength, and believing in yourself. And this one's out now. It came out in June. So I'll probably listen to this one because I love listening to memoir and it just sounds so good. Mm -hmm. And like she has a unique perspective. And I love the cover. She's a little girl on there and she's kind of like stomping her foot and she looks real mad. This sounds really good to me. It is The Ugly Cry by Danielle Henderson. I think I saw that the cover caught my eye. The title really caught my eye. But then I think I saw a snippet of something grandma said to her. Yes, and I yes. was like, oh, okay. And it sounds like her grandma might, is a character. Herself. It does. It really does. That sounds good. Okay. My shelf edition is very interesting. It actually had me Googling. It's going to sound a little bizarre, but it's called Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Shismar. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes. Um, well, I know the author. Rich, Richard Shismar writes books with Stephen I didn't King. know that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense based on what I read about this and then did a little like Googling on this author. This comes out August 17th. This is the story of a small town evil that combines the storytelling of Stephen King with the mm. true crime suspense of Michelle McNamara. That's what oh, got me. Wow. Yes. And Michelle McNamara is the author of I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which I absolutely loved. It is the summer of 1988. There are mutilated bodies of several missing girls that begin to turn up in a small Maryland town. The evidence leads police to believe that there is a serial killer on the loose. But then a rumor starts to spread that there's evil stalking the local teens and it's not entirely human. And that kind of threw me. And then this part also threw me. Recent college graduate Richard Schismar returns to his hometown just as curfew is enacted and a neighborhood watch is formed. He's preparing for his wedding, embarking on a writing career, and he finds himself thrust into a real life horror story. I was like, wait. <laughs> That's so he's, is he writing in third person? I don't know. It says inspired by the terrifying events, Richard, Oh, Richard, so is it, it's a true semi, I guess it is semi autobiographical. Richard writes a personal account of us, of the serial killers reign of terror, unaware that these events will continue to haunt him for years to come. That's, that sounds true. Right. And then it, it, yeah, it does. It says, this is a work of metafiction. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> means it kind it's kind of true. What does that mean? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's it sounds author. so. It is kind of meta because the author is right. The author is a character. Story. Yeah, but it's not yeah. fiction. It right. Right. I have. I don't know. It sounds so weird. I cannot even wait to read it. <laughs> Tell me. Report back because this one. Yeah. It's one of those that we're like, wait, what? Or what's happening? What is happening? Here? And it's four point six five Goodreads rating. When does this come out? August 17th. It's Chasing okay. the Boogeyman by Richard Shizmar. Okay. You know what? The title makes a lot more sense now. At first I was like, what are you, the boogeyman? Like, why is he here? Right. But and that sounds very 1980s to say does, the boogeyman, right? Yeah. Yes. But that tracks, it sounds like, potentially. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Well, that's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us by following us wherever you listen to your podcast and by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us get our podcast out to new listeners and grows our audience. Feedback and questions about the show can be sent to 
booktalketc at gmail.com. You can also connect with us both at booktalketc on Instagram, Tina at TBR, etc., and Renee at It's Book Talk. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, remember, everything's better with books. I think someone did a podcast episode on Friends Enneagram. I think Ross was a five. Yeah, I I was like, oh, I'm Ross? I don't know. Do you want to know the countries that we have been listened in? There are I would. Okay. Yes. So number one is the United States, which we could probably have guessed. Okay. Um, and you have Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Norway, India, Switzerland, <gasps> New Zealand, Somalia, Czech Republic, Germany, and Hong Kong. Isn't that is incredible? so exciting. I know. I know. And we're in 260 different cities which I won't read to you, but that's pretty exciting. That's amazing. Yes. you cha- And you channeled Canadian last week. So there's number two. I know. Well, I have a big <laughs> following up in Canada, eh?